0: Welcome to That Healing Feeling. I'm Torsi and I created this podcast talking all things wellbeing, what makes us feel the absolute best in ourselves and how we overcome challenges and heal with positivity and strength. I've really enjoyed speaking to my lovely friend Sophie in this week's episode. Sophie is an extremely talented games player, playing at a national level for lacrosse numerous times and captaining the England under-23 team. During this episode, we speak not only about how sport can enhance our lives, but also how it can become an area of tension due to pressure and expectation. We speak about working with the factors of reputation, identity and leadership within a sporting setting, as well as balancing academic and sporting pressures. This period of lockdown has been valuable for Sophie in terms of rediscovering the appreciation for what sport has to offer in its purest form. We finish by exploring the importance of having open conversations regarding mental health within sport. I hope you love this episode.
2: Sophie, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. It's so exciting. It's actually so exciting. I've loved all your episodes. So, yeah, pretty honoured. No, it's been so nice having
0: your support throughout, and it's just amazing to speak to you because we've always had this connection within our friendship of loving sport health fitness and yeah for sure it's just gonna be so nice to speak to someone who i'm so closer yeah. on the podcast Exciting. that's so good so basically me and so to know each other we are really good friends at school shared a room in boarding and we've been on some amazing trips we went to bulgaria together yeah that's a year trip. ago no it was really fun and yeah so we've just we've been close for years Obviously went our separate ways at university. You went to Cambridge, I went to Edinburgh, but we've always kept in contact really well.
2: We don't see each other for a term and come back and it's like I saw you yesterday. I know, it's amazing. I think
0: that is what kind of happens when you share a room at (laughs) school, because you just get so close. So many
2: bonding experiences. Yeah,
0: exactly. (laughs) Today why I wanted to get SOS on the podcast is because we contrast in the way that I've always tended towards individual sport and SOS has been super high achieving in team sport and she has some incredible achievements so she's represented lacrosse at national level being in the under 23 England lacrosse team lacrosse captain which is wow. incredible so she's been on the touring squad to both California in 2019 and Israel in 2018 She's been in the home international A-team at under-19 level and she's also represented netball at county level and rounders at
2: <laughs> national level. I think rounders at national level is possibly my biggest achievement today. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I mean that's why I will, that would be my like, opening statement. Um, so
0: basically, so is very versatile and she's an amazing talent within sport. And I also just wanted to speak to her about how this has kind of been for her growing up and having this incredible talent for sport, how that's affected other aspects of her life and how that's kind of become a challenge in some areas but also yeah, sure. also a place for kind of celebration as well so it's just a nice way to look at kind of her sporting journey growing up oh,
2: thank you what an intro <laughs> i
0: don't know how exciting so firstly i just want to ask actually just how you're doing now in lockdown in terms of training and in terms of sport and also just in terms of like personal
2: life yeah, sure. So I think um, lockdown's actually been a well-needed opportunity for me to really take a break from lacrosse, I think. And from um, kind of from that competitive team sport situation, I think I had run myself into the ground a bit. And so it's been quite nice to just take a bit of a step back and do things that I've not really done before. So I found myself running um, a lot like longer than I would, say, so further, longer distances, nice. um, which I have really enjoyed. Um and got into yoga as well. <laughs> yeah, we've done
0: a few <laughs> classes together
2: actually. It's great fun. So um I mean obviously it's not ideal in so many ways, but I've really tried to see the positive in it. Great. Um and relax into it. So yes, yeah, so I've actually been doing okay and especially recently being able to see friends as well has been such a relief. Um
0: definitely. Like, even just being able to do this now together
2: is yeah, just so it's nice. So nice. It's and
0: so nice. yeah, you're right, in terms of just releasing that kind of pressurising side of sport and finding the things you really enjoy yeah exactly. it's a really good opportunity for that um yeah. and i think quite a lot of people have found that
2: actually yeah finding what they definitely. really like in training uh, yeah it's just you can just really take a step back and it takes training back down to kind of its purest form which is kind of your body and the world and
0: yeah I like, like that. whether that's
2: yeah whether that's running whether that's yoga like it's all these things where we're personally like, i'm such a gym bunny mm. and not being able to go to the gym i remember like initially in lockdown i was like right so if it's three weeks come on you can do this and now i'm thinking i'm not that bothered yeah so
0: when did you kind of realize i'd love to just hear about this as well because i don't yeah. think we've actually spoken about this but when you kind of realized that sport was a big part of your life
2: or like kind of how did you kind of grow up with sport in your life yeah so i think i've always been quite quite competitive so i've, I've just grown up in a very active household. Mm. Um, parents are relatively sporty we've always done things for the family played tennis as a family like gone on active holidays um even like little things like I remember being probably like six or maybe six and we'd be on holiday and my dad would kind of like throw a pebble into a pool and I would have to race my sister till like, I dive to the bottom and get the pebble I think that kind of competition <laughs> started quite young
0: started with the <laughs> pebble throwing <first.
2: laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah I've kind of competition has always been something that I've loved and then I think just even throughout junior school and then senior school and I just have always been a games player and Mm. I might not be the the best athlete but I feel that I'm yeah I'm a games player I'm good at dealing with like unpredictable circumstances in an athletic setting and I think that's what that's what games really end up end up being yeah um so yeah again I think it's just something I've grown up with and always loved and I think Ben found that I was pretty good, so have stuck with it. Yeah.
0: No, but I think I was the same. I think we both come from very like active families. Yeah, it definitely, definitely becomes like a, a background kind of setting for a family, doesn't it? Definitely. And I think really com- does.
2: competing with siblings, even over little things, I mean, it's not always necessarily the healthiest of relationships. <laughs> <No>.
0: <laughs> yeah, older siblings.
2: Yeah. I don't know. You want to live up to your
0: older siblings. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you yeah. don't want to live
2: up to them, you want to overtake them. <laughs>
0: You, it you <laughs> it's fun having that kind of sporting background family setting but I think at that age sport is just enjoyment and fun Yeah, it is. and I think that is why we have so much to learn from those younger years I think as we get older we get conditioned into this kind of process where if we're achieving in sport it can become an area of tension I think this is what's yeah, been so good to speak about definitely. so I think what we've both kind of spoken about as well is that we both came quite good at our respective sports at quite a young age yeah um how did you find this in terms of pressure and
2: expectation growing up did this yeah. kind of affect your I relationships think, or? i think that this is something that has only really hit me how much it's affected me in hindsight so i think yeah you know when you're in a kind of process um, you don't really think about it but i think it's just it's obviously so natural for people to develop and progress at different rates and i think it does end up evening out eventually so people catch up get better at different times in their lives and i think it's only recently that i have really appreciated how that kind of rate of development affects your performance trajectory and your motivation trajectory um so yeah, I guess when you're young, you're, you're good and you're confident and you, uh, you don't feel the pressure because you just kind of, like, know you're good and you just get on with it.
0: And you just enjoy it as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: And then I think it's only as you start to get older that being good comes with the kind of negative aspects too. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I think feeling feeling like you've got a reputation to live up to. I think there's, there's a point, and probably kind of a weird grey area between the two, but a point at which that becomes more i found became more negative than it did positive i think i found that i'd actually just hit beyond that at points and found it far more stress- stressful than it was beneficial um so yeah i think it, i think it is difficult because you then internalize it and you think that suddenly when everyone else starts to get better um so I got good young, but everyone obviously naturally progresses, and mm. they you feel like because they're kind of almost catching up with you, you feel like you're getting worse. And I remember feeling so strongly, I'm not, I'm no good anymore. I'm, I'm not as good as I was, mm. and it wasn't that at all. Like I was still playing great. Everyone yeah, else was playing better too.
0: Yeah, but it's hard not to take that personally, isn't it? Yeah, it's so hard. And I guess once you get good at that young age we kind of set so many of our like parameters for achievement in young age. Yeah, so definitely. if you win from a young age or you achieve massively at a young age, you set this kind of bar for what achievement
2: is. I and think as well, you just, you completely normalise being the best.
0: And in terms of this reputation within sport, people would think that you just gain confidence from that, from, people, yeah. from having this reputation, but actually that can sometimes cause the opposite, can't it?
2: Yeah, definitely. I think that reputation expectation and pressure all kind of interlink and everyone kind of wants it whatever you're talking about in life like everyone wants you want a good reputation i'd say pretty much pretty much everything like that's quite quite universal and i think that when that tips into quite high expectation and then beyond that pressure especially in a sporting setting i think that's it is really difficult to deal with and i think that there are situations where the pressure is it's just, it's really difficult to handle. Yeah. And especially when you're young or um, in different settings and then as you as you progress as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's difficult. And
0: also we obviously went to the, quite a competitive school and not only sport, yeah. but academics. Got our pressure within our extracurricular sport, which then accumulates with academic pressure and builds up just to become this constant state of worry and just yeah. always kind of, thinking about what we need to be doing within both areas and yeah, trying to definitely, balance. And... definitely. And
2: I think that balance is really mm. difficult. And I think, personally, growing up, sport was always a release of pressure. So when I've been at my best, it's been when sport has been like an outlet and it's been something that I do and I love and it kind of alleviates stresses from other, from other aspects of life. Um, but I think that it's then really difficult when the sport is also a pressure in your life as opposed to an opportunity for release and I think that whereas I found that generally sport is a coping mechanism for other difficulties I think that in times of my life when I've been really stressed about my sport and my performance it's really reflected and that's it's been at the same point which I've really struggled with my personal life and so I think that yeah when sports no longer a coping mechanism but it's an additional stress you don't I found I had no other way of really expressing myself and like letting go. Yeah. And I think that that can be quite detrimental. I think that's something that's quite overlooked.
0: It becomes an identity, doesn't it?
2: When I was really struggling in sit form
0: um, with not being able to run and being injured, um, Sophie would always say to me, running isn't your identity. And it's so true. And it's when it becomes something that you feel you really can't express yourself without it's quite dangerous because yeah, obviously sport's an incredible thing and it really enhances our well-being. I mean, movement is amazing for us. We're meant to move, right? But if it then becomes another source of tension, it's, yeah. it's kind of understandable that the rest of our life is kind of trying to fight back against yeah. this. Yeah, and it's dangerous because then if you, yeah, lose your sport due to injury or if you don't do as well in your sport, and this is all affecting what you perceive as your identity. Yeah, exactly. So it's making you kind of look at yourself in a different way when it's actually something yeah. external
2: to you. And I think the idea of balance as well is so interesting because, for me, I would say that sport, sport and training is a huge part of like maintaining a, like a physical and mental balance and well being in myself. Yeah, but it's so interesting how, um, like for me, I think sport is probably probably plays too much of a role because I think if I were to lose that, I honestly think I'd be a wreck. And so that yeah. idea of balance, yeah, okay, I might be in balance right now and i've been very fortunate and not suffered much with injury mm. but if that part of my life were to go i think that the imbalance would be huge yeah i think it would be really really difficult to deal yeah. with
0: yeah but it's great that you have that awareness because you yeah, kind of start to think about managing and now i'm not saying in any way that you're gonna
2: suffer with injury but it's just it all starts with awareness having awareness definitely. of that is mm. you can't you can't pin yourself on one aspect of your life is that mm. being your identity yeah. And because if you were to lose it, then what does that make you? In terms of balance, as you were
0: saying, when you went to uni, I mean, so you went to Cambridge. It was obviously very academic, yeah. um, as well as you were captain of uh, lacrosse as well. So it's yeah. really hard to kind of have that balance, not only between academic and sports, but also if you're a captain, you kind of have to be working with the whole team as well as your own personal yeah. performance, right? Yeah, I
2: think actually it really showed in my... In my second year at uni, which is the year that I was captain, and I think that it showed in that I was under a lot of strain, and I don't think that I was as happy as I could or should have been. Um, and I think that the academic environment is really difficult, and it's something that has taken me a long time. It's taken me my whole degree to get used to, and yeah. it's only really been in my third year that I've kind of understood the system and understood the pressure and realized that I can do it yeah Um, and I think in my second year specifically when I was um, captaining the lacrosse team it was yeah it was it was difficult because I've always obviously wanted to play well and when you're captain you're worrying about more than just your performance and your performance becomes secondary to the team and that's quite difficult to kind of get your head around because actually it didn't matter how I played so long as I led the team well like, it was more important that the team was cohesive than I personally had a stormer um, I think that's been quite good that was quite good for me I think because well yeah. at the time to take off some of the personal pressure and it was still pressure but it was just from a different angle
0: yeah I think this is where um, individual and team sports contrast as well yeah definitely because it is yeah it's super challenging even just thinking about it well, I, but I was just never drawn to team
2: sport really was I <laughs> you were a great lacrosse player I <laughs>
0: really wasn't. Well, <laughs> I was, junior, I was, I was being told
2: treat it like a 10k just run up and down <laughs> I was not a good lacrosse
0: player I was a good runner and it made me a satisfactory lacrosse <laughs> player purely from a fitness perspective um but yeah I was just never drawn to the more and I
2: think that was because having to all I work think, together yeah I think it's a very interesting difference and dynamic in that with a team sport you cannot you can't succeed Based on your own performance, like yeah, and you you also can't fail based on your own performance. And I think that's, I mean, unless you've had an absolute shock, (laughs) oh my god,
0: imagine. But like in
2: general, but generally, you can't, you can't win a game and you can't completely lose a game based on one individual. But equally, equally, you're in an individual sport. You are far more in control, and I mean, I think it's just a different pressure. But I think in both situations. There's a, there's a lot going on. I think
0: in both... Yeah, in both sports, there's places of releasing pressure in terms of... In an individual sport, you don't have to worry about your teammates. But then, obviously, a lot of pressure's purely on you. But then, in the team sport, you have to worry about your performance because of aiding your teammates. Yeah, yeah, so it's, exactly. So, it's just... Yeah, there's, there's definitely areas within both that can be releasing, but also... <laughs> Stressful, yeah. um, but in terms of leadership, how did you find that? Because I mean, you've captained England teams as well, and that's yeah, a national I level,
2: which is
0: <laughs> firstly fantastic. So yeah, I amazing, mean,
2: an absolute honour, um, and something I really enjoy captaining. And I think generally, I manage to keep a relatively like level head.
1: For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: But there've been a couple of instances where it's just not—it's just not being good. It's been challenges um, on the way. Yeah, I remember captaining under-19 England against Wales in 2017 um, and getting a red card. And for like non-lacrosse players, red cards are really rare um and two dangerous shots and i remember the first one being like that's silly i didn't deserve the yellow card and i it just completely got to my head and the second shot i took i mean like the girl was lucky to escape alive (laughs) (laughs) It, it was i really let rip um and she was very much between me and and the goal um (laughs) so yeah i i got red carded and i remember this is in the first half of the game and so i was just on the side for the rest of the game it just felt like such a big deal um and i really felt like i'd let everyone down and i mean i definitely got spoken to and told off and all that but i think it did make me realize that i can't let things get to my head that much especially when you're meant to be leading the team because you're the person people are looking to and in that situation, they literally couldn't turn to me because I wasn't on the pitch. <laughs> oh yeah. And then I, I remember another one, actually, the same year. <laughs> it's not a good year for me. <laughs> um, and I was just having one of those games. Where I was so riled up. Um, I'd actually I'd sworn at the ref and she was not very happy with me and, like, been um, giving me quite a few warnings. And I, I went to sub myself. I went to the edge of the pitch and I was just like, just take me off. Like I'm done. Just take me off. I remember my coach saying to me, like, no, you will stay on the pitch and you will sort this out. I'm not taking you off while you're in that headspace. And I think that was probably one of the best coaching decisions that That's I've great. ever seen. Yeah. Because I wanted to come off and I was so angry when she made me stay on the pitch. But I'd got myself into a, like such a rut that I needed to lift myself out of. Yeah. And it was only me that could do that. So
0: yeah,
2: yeah I think um, I've had a few fun ones.
0: <laughs> but the thing is, you need these challenges and these kind of disappointments to grow as an athlete yeah definitely. and
2: i'm sure you've learned from both of these things yeah. tons right yeah for sure yeah for sure. and i think as well it just makes you remember that as much as we get riled by sport and as much as we get stressed and i mean i get actually angry at times mm. like it made me realize like i've got to just like pull it pull it back to basics and find the enjoyment and getting so riled in situations like that and so upset by making mistakes just take takes away from from what is at the end of the day fun it's how you're choosing to spend time
0: yeah it's and it's things we both love sport is fun and that is exactly what it's meant to be yeah and it is hard because i think when you do get to a high level because it becomes, yeah, such a massive aspect of your life. It is difficult not to combine that with stress and worry and anxiety. And, I mean, in terms of mental health, I think it's becoming a much larger topic within the sporting sphere yeah, in terms definitely. of the struggles that sport can induce on our mental health. Yeah, definitely. So in terms of when that um, you felt there was a lot of tension within sport, mm-hmm. how that affected your personal life, how did this kind of manifest for you?
2: Yeah, so I think that I have an absolute fear and hatred of of the unknown, and I mean, you know, I mean, you know me. You know that yeah. I like not having control over situations is doesn't sit well with me. I'm not sure it sits well with anyone, but I, I really do struggle. And I think that when I found that I had been unable to feel in control of my sport and my training or anything or feeling a lot of stress. That's meant that I felt like I've been try- almost trying so hard to play well, but feeling like I'm not achieving, and I feel like it's running away with me a bit. Mm. Um, and then it often means that I seek control. I think in other aspects of my life, and I think that food and eating is definitely one that a lot of people, including myself, have struggled with, especially in times where I think that I've lost control in in a lot of aspects of my life, whether that be. Sport, and as I say, like trying to chase achievement, um, but feeling out of control of being able to reach that, or academics and expectation and like my future and like question marks over that. I think that then you seek back to basics like, what can I definitely control? And I think a lot of times it comes back down to, well, very easily it's only me that can choose what I put into my body. Yeah. And it's a very easy way to find huge amounts of control kind of every every day and you know that that's always going to be something that you're going to have control over and I think that it is it's a spiral and I'll I don't talk very openly about it but I'll be the first to admit that um it's something that I've really struggled with and I mean I'm still I still struggle with every day um obviously not to the extent that I have in the past but I'm really excited to see mental health being so much better addressed within sport because I think that so many people feel this way and feel that part of the great thing about sport, especially team sport, is that the uncontrollable aspect. But when that feeling of lack of control, um, when, you, when all you want to be able to do is then control something else, I think food is something that, that comes to the, to the forefront in that way. And it's detrimental at the end of the day. I think that when I was younger and maybe gone through stages of being not great um, in terms of my eating, it does reflect in performance, and again, that feeds the negative spiral because if you, if I felt like I wasn't performing well, I felt like that that my performance was coming more and more out of my control, and so I clung on more and more to what I could control, and it's that downward spiral that um, is really difficult to recognise, and I think lift yourself out of. Yeah. Um, and I think I've been super lucky in that I've had. Uh, so many really inspirational figures and people who have really helped me and kind of they notice when you're down they notice when things aren't quite right and like amazing friends and I think without that support network I think that it could have been quite a lot worse for me I mean I'm sure you probably agree that like, you were close to me at times when it's not been great mm. Um, so yeah I think it's, it's just one of those things it's one of those things I think sadly a lot of athletes have to deal with um and hopefully it will get better and it
0: does get better and it does. Firstly so fantastic how open you'll be about it. And this is these are the kind of steps that more and more people taking will make it more spoken about. Yeah. Like honestly, and I think yeah, I think honestly every single athlete I've spoken to has had a struggle within obviously within performance, and this can easily be equated to food nutrition and mm-hmm. body image as well this is kind of yeah. interlinked right and there's so much information out there for athletes of how we should be fueling and how we should be yeah eating around our sessions and training and yeah. how much we should be consuming and quite hard to kind of navigate that sometimes especially if you're young oh, I think when it's aligned yeah. with us me and Sophie went to an all-girls school there's a lot of kind of yeah. Comparison within body image there, not even within sport, just in general. Just life. in general, yeah. Um. Sure. So yeah, we're not just li- even just limiting to this to sport. Like it is definitely a, a massive topic within sport. Um, but you're right; it does affect your performance, not only just from that mental level, but physically as well. When we're yeah, definitely. so kind of conscious of that. But it is yes, yeah, really, really, hopefully something that is becoming
2: more openly spoken. About. I think it is as
0: well. I really do think. It I
2: is. I really hope so, and I think that. Um, there's becoming more and more support kind of networks and resources out there for this kind of thing, and it is it is becoming more widely spoken about. I think there's still a long way to go, and I think that it's it's sad that people are getting into these positions um, and feeling feeling like this. But mm. um, I I, rec- I think as well part of it comes down to you kind of look at sporty people; they often look pretty strong, they seem pretty confident, and. I think there is an expectation that that they're kind of in control of that kind of side of their life. And actually at the point at which that kind of issue becomes visible, I think that it's gotten pretty bad. And I think I remember that personally in that I think I'd been struggling with quite a lot of things for a while before anyone really picked up on it because people just assume you're okay mm. and assume that you're still playing well and it might take a while before it starts to affect your performance or anything to become actually visible. And so... I think that by the time it's actually noticed it's often it's not too late because it's never too late to have it's never too late but it's it's it's, a much harder position it's it's far harder yeah and and
0: more and it will take longer to kind of alleviate some of the issues faced right exactly so I think yeah yeah, it's an open
2: conversation that needs to be had pretty I think just constantly with not in not just athletes obviously like everyone
0: and it's yeah it's by having like you say more conversations like the one we're having now, and just in general with friends, family. And with sports, I think with the with food, it's just getting back to that place where we remember that we, we need to love our bodies and treat them in a way so they yeah. can perform in something that we love. But yeah. when sport becomes a place of tension, we kind of do everything we can,
2: and we're not treating our bodies or self with love then anyway. Yeah, it's you're so right. It comes back down to if you want to... Lust continue to love doing what you love you need to love yourself yeah exactly otherwise it is just that it's that horrible downward spiral and you lose sight of what has been important to you and what will continue to be important to you and you just get caught up in a web of negativity and actually in reality there's so much to be grateful for to be able to to do the sports we do and and it's just, it's really hard in those situations to take a step back and really appreciate that again. But I think that once you do and you kind of see the light on that and refine that appreciation, it's life-changing, I yeah, guess. Yeah, there's
0: so much, yeah. When, as soon as that kind of, yeah, you've had that kind of adversity as well, then when you start to look at your sport in a different way, when you start to see, like develop that sense of gratitude for your sport and kind of treat every, every moment of it for the enjoyment that's when you can really yeah have a transformational experience with sport and like by learning this at a young age with the rest of our lives to enjoy sport yeah, and, definitely, and definitely yeah and it is a process of learning to love yourself as well
2: in the terms of even just personally and then that will then reflect within your sport yeah, as well exactly exactly and I think that through loving yourself and what you're able to do with your body you start to relieve any external pressures if you're content with yourself and that you're content with what you're doing and the effort you're putting in then someone can expect the world of you and it shouldn't Mm. matter because all you can expect from yourself is what you know you can give and if you've given that then there's there is that happiness. Literally what most people need to be learning now is actually just to
0: be content and proud and loving of how we are literally right now yeah like literally if you're listening right now love yourself Love yourself. As what you have you done now. today
2: that yeah you know that is great yeah because I'm, I'm sure even if you've just woken up i'm sure you know you've had a great sleep and i mean you're yeah. listening to this podcast so obviously <laughs> it's a great day already <laughs> <steps>. <laughs> um
0: no but honestly it's so fantastic so i think it's great to speak about it. and i think so many people so many people will relate to it and in terms of presently now like how is kind of your relationship with sport at the moment and yeah future ideas
2: um, and goals yes. oh that's an interesting one i think i think i'm starting to become way more aware that my sport isn't my identity and i found this quite nice space during lockdown actually where i've managed to really separate myself from the expectation of trying to achieve and and just really relaxing into, into as I was saying at the start kind of doing what I've been enjoying and I've kind of taken like a bit of a mindful time to not think too much about what the next few years might, might hold for me whether that be lacrosse or what whatever I end up doing so I feel I feel in a very happy mind state about it I'm still in the England setup at the moment um I'm not I'm not sure I'm not really sure how many years I'll stay in it um We'll we'll kind of see how it goes because I think because I I have started to realise that there's so much more to who I am and what I want to do with my life and kind of give to the world than than sport. That yeah, it's I found it, I found it quite um quite releasing actually in lockdown to have this time off, and so Probably we'll for see. the first
0: time in years. Why? Right?
2: like the first time in years yeah years. in years and it's so valuable it's it's been so valuable and, it's amazing um I'm kind of just seeing how it goes at the moment and yeah I mean I'm never gonna stop playing so no, yeah <laughs> I love it at the end of the day so well that's
0: the thing you, you love it and that's why you were drawn to it initially anyway so like it's not yeah you're not saying you'll ever need to kind of remove it it's just Not feeling that kind of yeah, yeah, attachment. Such an awesome period of growth. Yeah, definitely. Wow, I love yeah, I love that lockdown story. (laughs) So good, so good. So, onto the three final questions. (laughs) This has been so great, so thank you so much. I literally loved every second of it. So the first question relates to our day, and it's one thing that you do daily to make yourself feel your absolute best.
2: Feeling like I've ticked something off. Feeling like I've achieved something and that could be, like, a lot of the time for me, training ticks that box straight away. But on days where I'm not training, that could be anything from, um, like, cooking to and lockdown as well, actually, like, calling a friend.
0: Nice. Like, that's
2: just, it's just, like, doing something that, taking taking something off my, what I want to do and feeling like I've done something that is productive, whether that be for me or someone else.
0: Yeah, well, it's kind of like knowing that you've done something that
2: enhances your day, Yeah, done something that's, that yeah done something that's, that's exactly the way to put yeah. it done something that's en- enhanced my day um and that i'm pleased that i've almost that i've ticked off
0: i love that that's brilliant
2: so second question is for the year yeah and that is a goal or a way you want to grow in the next year yeah so i had a little think about this one and i think that the biggest thing for me is that i really want to grow by overcoming my fear of the unknown and my fear of like not having control because it's something that I've always struggled with and I now know that I'm going back for one more year of uni and that will be one more year so it's it's finite now yeah um and so realistically this time in one year I'm unlikely to have a solid plan of, Mm. of going forward but I want to be comfortable and happy and excited with that because I think the unknown in my head is so stressful and and actually it shouldn't be we're young it should be exciting and we've got yeah, so much that. ahead of us so i think that yeah i want to grow in becoming more content with with not with not really knowing where i'm gonna end up
0: you know i actually love it though i used to be the same i used to be really scared i'd be like what am i gonna do in my life and now i'm just like the fact I don't know is so cool because I have so many ways I can go and it's really awesome I think to do what you're doing converting those fearful kind of ways of seeing a situation to a positive way and being like going from being like this is overwhelming where am I going to be in a year to being actually like no this is exciting I could be anywhere in a year and I think that's such a positive way to do it obviously like we're in an uncertain time at the moment as well so learning to be a bit more present and Mm -hmm. seeing the positive is just a great way to be growing over the next year yeah. amazing final question uh, it's so, <laughs> gone so quickly it's been that amazing has gone so, quickly. so our final question is just for our life Brony, and it's what is a mantra you have that you align
2: to in life for positivity okay so again this one this one was actually quite easy for me and the little backstory is i think it was maybe two years ago in my stocking i got this little ceramic heart with a little... I mean, you've probably seen them. that you That's can, cute. You, it's a little ceramic <laughs> heart that you can tie things. things. Um, and on it, it said, do what makes your heart smile. Oh, I love and that. And I think that at the time, no one really realised that I read it. And I was like, I love that. That's actually so great. And it's something that I have in my room. And I see it five or six times a day. And I think that what's so nice about that, do, do what makes your heart smile, is that it's not telling you to just do what you want or to not care, it's, it's deeper than that. It's more than that. And it's so nice. that nice balance between happiness and kind of doing the right thing. And I think that, I don't know, I feel like it says a lot in not very many words. I
0: honestly love that. I actually love that. I've yeah. heard do what makes your heart sing before and i've always loved that yeah i'm not nice a good too. singer i'm a better smiler
2: so <laughs> I was gonna say i'd rather smile than sing everyone would rather be Every, smile. everyone <laughs> would rather be
0: smile than sing i'm not saying i have the nicest smile in the world but like the singing is bad so oh i love that and that's just again yeah, like doing everything out of love as well yeah and for me yeah. that's such a thing for me at the moment i think it's just kind Of considering my actions and being like, is this out of a positive, loving space? Yeah,
2: and definitely. that just aligns with that, definitely. right?
0: Yeah, oh, that's gorgeous. I love that. Thank you so much. So. Oh my
2: gosh, no, thank you for having me. I've loved I feel honoured.
0: Oh no, I'm honoured, and it's just been such a great conversation. Yeah. I'm sure loads of people will relate. Oh,
2: I really hope so. I really hope so. There, they will,
0: and it's been so lovely. So, thank, thank you so, so nice much. No, thank you. It was so great to speak to Sophie this week and learn all about her sporting journey. Hope you have an amazing day wherever you are.